What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 10 of Tell Me What You Know. Uh, today's a little bit of a special episode. I'm here, as always, with co-host Michael P., number two. Hey, Michael, number one. How's it going? We uh, also have a special guest, our number one fan, a very good friend. Uh, he's in town before the 4th of July, our buddy Sam. Sam, say hello. What's up, Michaels? All you fans out there, excited to be here. How's it feel talking to yourself, essentially? <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't think about it that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, feels a little weird, I guess. Doing this for us. Yeah, this is for yeah, us. Yeah, well, I'm doing it for y'all. Doing it for my own budding career. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah it's going to be funny, man. I haven't. Uh, it's probably been since like me and my brother would make home videos of us playing police detectives and shit that I... <laughs> I always film had something and, and watch myself. At home, I always had a talk boy, like Home Alone. Oh, Remember Talk Boy? Yeah. That was always fun. Yeah, I love I Talk Boy. As well. I had no uh, siblings to play with it, though. It's just me. <laughs> it's just we're also, I mean, recording stuff. very similar to what we're doing right now. And it, just, it never worked. Yeah. It obviously didn't work as well as it did in the movie. No. no. So everybody got in, was really excited about it, and then, you know, in like 10 minutes, well, you a little refrigerator with the refrigerator with the key. Also, right. the, yeah. the yak back was a superior form of technology John oh yeah the yak yeah, yeah. is better than the talk boy really i think so but the, i really like the design of the talk boy way more than the yak back i didn't like it just what i'd say a little keychain yak back yeah the talk boy definitely had a little uh, secret secret agent yeah feel to yeah. it yeah you do a lot more stuff but also as, you had to as have, proved by kevin McAllister. well i was gonna say you have to have the scenario of kevin McAllister to get the full benefit of the talk boy did the talk boy span both home alone one and two was he doing stuff with talk boy in number one i, I believe just two just two, just two. Yeah. i believe just I two and they right. and they rolled the product out at the same time yeah yes. yeah beginning early product placement yeah 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 when the problem was that i think the core problem with talk boy was the standard that kevin set you're not going to do anything that anywhere near as cool no. as what he did no no so no, you no. just disappoint yourself yeah well, right. the slow, the playback in slow mo was like to lower his voice was so good. It yeah. was good. It was perfect. It yeah. was good. But I feel like Big, the movie Big, where he goes and starts another toy company, they missed an opportunity to sell a real toy. Absolutely. That they would be doing now. If Big came out today, you'd yeah. be able to buy that stupid building transformer thing. Without a doubt. Or that yeah. foot piano. The foot piano. Oh, you could do that. I think you could still yeah. buy that, right? That FAO short scene. That was awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, they missed a golden opportunity. They there. did. Mm. Yeah. And I'll just say, as Kevin said, a really high standard with his use of the talk boy. You guys have set a really high standard uh, on this podcast. And I just <laughs> hope that uh, we can uphold that here today. Well, I didn't know it was going to go in this direction, but yeah. I'm very happy it did. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't tell Already off the rails. Or not, <laughs> Already off the rails here. This is what we're all about, baby. That's what we're all about. Uh, I got the 4th of July coming up this week. We will have this episode dropping Friday the 5th. We don't stop working just because it's Independence Day. No. Although no. we are recording this on Tuesday. We work in America. That's right. That's right. Sam, uh, where are you going for a 4th of July? I'll be in uh, Kiowa. Ooh. Kiowa Island, South Carolina. Bringing the sticks? Bringing the sticks, my shitty-ass old sticks. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Yeah, man, it should be fun. You know, you uh, we've got a, a friend down there whose family has a big house. Mm-hmm. They Friends in a, high places. Yeah, they send a, a man with a, a big Mercedes Sprinter van to pick you up at the airport. <laughs> um, I mean, this guy's just doing rounds all day, just picking, Back up, and forth. picking up friends from the airport. So and, many friends. Dude, all, all I pay for is my flight. You get there, yeah. they, they everything's taken care of for yeah. you. It kind of makes you feel like a little kid, to be honest. You know the right people. Yeah, in some ways it's nice. So. Being taken care of. Well, you ought to take advantage of that until you, you know, just... Turn 40? Yeah, or they, or they just <laughs> stop talking to you for some, whatever reason. Yeah. So Yeah. So that should awesome. be fun. Yeah, Michael, where are you going? I'm going to Aspen. Wow. <laughs> Aspen. Aspen. You know, the other day we, we <laughs> Pretty were... Pretty similar situation, We were actually. in line. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Michael and I were in line at Chipotle, and I, he was he was asking where you were going for for Fourth of July. I was like, oh, he's he's going down to uh, Kiowa. He's got a family friend that has a house in there. Mike goes, oh, that asshole. I was like, where the fuck are you going for Fourth of July? Find fucking private out to Aspen with your I friend. Forgot. I yeah, forgot. Yeah, you forgot. Meanwhile, I'm taking a hundred thirty dollar flight from Dulles to Raleigh, driving two hours, and then going to pack <laughs> up a U-Haul and drive back up there. Complimentary drink along the way. Is there a complimentary drink? Sure, you can get a V8 maybe. Oh yeah, ginger yeah. ale is what I always go for. Just something about the ginger ale at, at 18,000 feet. Tastes yeah, uh-huh. it is nice. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm sitting in a middle seat in like the 17th of, of 20 rows. Oh, That's perfect. luxury, baby. Perfect. Quick flight. I did just get some AirPods, though, so I'll put those in. Oh, yeah. That I'd immediately boy. raise my status. Just okay. kind of scoff at everybody else walking by me with wired headphones. Uh-huh. Ugh. Idiots. Idiots. Uh, so... We're going to do it a little different today. Instead of Michael and I both bringing topics, we decided to team up against our, our new initiate here. Um, oh, is that how it is? Oh, I like te- that. Teaming up? Yeah, a little team. You're, been, you're being initiated. Up. That's oh, right. You, are, you fuckers. So uh, we're, we're, I guess let's jump into it. Sam. Yeah. Tell us what you know. Tell us. About walk-ons. Walk-ons? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, this is the uh, sports bar. Right? <laughs> Could be. Oh, or just walk-ons, oh, walk-ons like, in general. Walk, I, I, what are you going walk-ons, walk-ons in general? Okay, so but what I is actually, the sports uh, bar? Oh, is this? Right, so, so you guys obviously know, and I think probably most of our fans, some of them, maybe not. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Florida State football fan, right? And we in Jimbo Fisher's last season, shitty ass season, which really sowed the seeds of our current failures. Um, we were five and six. Jimbo walked away. Um, we eked out a win over some directional school that we paid to come play us to get six and six to get bowl eligible and then we went and played in the walk-ons independence bowl and saw like a million ads for like it was like two walk-ons ads each commercial break for this shitty ass sports bar it was a sports bar that had a bowl game yeah and i've never even heard of this sports bar before yeah walk-ons the walk-ons independence bowl so it's it's a sports is this like a nationally franchised bar or is it just Uh, i'm gonna guess like in and around the Shreveport area. Okay. It's probably their, their current footprint right now. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Right on. So that's that's uh, one, I guess, interpretation. Is it like, a, would you say it's more like a Buffalo Wild Wings or like more the Hooters Twin Peaks route? Honestly, like maybe maybe a bit of a cross of, of the of the two. Okay. Um, I think maybe not as openly, you know, about like the, the jammers. You know, the, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> the talent. Uh, as Hooters, the talent. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, there's, there's probably got some good-looking girls walking around there. All right. All right. Yeah. Is that check the walk-ons that you guys are talking about? That, that works. That's not. But that's okay. great that you that added works. something. Okay. We were going even more high-level with it, just walk-ons in general. Yeah. Walk-ons in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you have a favorite walk-on from Florida State? Out of just any sport or any, yeah, any, any sport. team, really? Tough question. Um, I mean, obviously, back in the day, it was much more usual to, to have a walk-on that could maybe actually be impactful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen as much anymore. I mean, rosters expanded. You know, I think that's a really good point to make. That's something that I didn't really think about was just how much easier it is to share, like, your high school recruit videos. Like, not as many yeah. people fall through the cracks. For sure. You know? For sure. Um, I'm trying to think of a walk-on that really made an impact, though, at FSU. Um, Put you on the spot as well. I'm sure one will come yeah, to you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you guys go ahead? I'll, I'll try to think about this. Well, so obviously, walk-ons, you know, they don't have a just kind of define it. Obviously everybody knows what it is. Like they don't have a spot on the team potentially, but they're either tried out or they're given preferred walk on status. They're not scholarship athletes. Right. Could, could turn out to be at some point. Well, so uh, a college football team is 130 spots yeah. and they have 85 scholarships. So they got to okay. fill those spots with somebody. 
They need those practice dummies, man. That's right. right. So I kind of put together a list of notable walk-ons. Uh, some everybody will know. Some are more more personal, and not everybody will know. I guess uh, we'll start out with uh, probably one of the greatest walk-ons of all time, Rudy. Yeah, I mean, clearly he's got to be up there, right? Yeah, made that tackle without Rudy. I, I think off. I think there's probably half as many walk-ons because you're just so? going to be like, yeah, you just be like, well, I can't make the team, but right. if Rudy could do it, man, at Notre Dame, really paving the way. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I got to shout out my boy Ryan Reardon at the University of Georgia. Yeah, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Walked on. He was uh, my. He's our our year. One of our our classmates. Walked on the football team there. Got that nice sugar bowl ring. Dude, just imagine the the hits that guy must have taken in practice. Yeah, mad drills. We, we, we should say walked on at running back. Yeah, at University of Georgia. That guy was probably Jesus. getting destroyed. Yeah. yeah. What a champ. Yeah. What a monster. Uh, yeah, he's just tackling dummies for for linebackers. Uh, yeah. A couple that I didn't didn't realize. Uh, Scotty Pippen. You know, Scotty yeah. Pippen was like six one when he graduated high school, and nobody wanted him, and he shot up to six eight in like a year. Well, I, I knew that he was at a really small school, like, like North in, Arkansas in a, State. In, or something. Yeah, in a weird situation, mm-hmm. and then obviously to have the skill set that he had at like six ten. A lot of times, those guys are guys that played point guard till like high school. Right. Then they shot up one summer. So yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised here, yes. but I didn't. I That's didn't know a similar that. thing. Barkley did that too. He was, yeah. And he, well, and he, he credits. Shot, well, he, he shot out. Yeah. Well, both, <laughs> both up and out. The round, but, round uh, rebound. But no, he, that's a point he made recently was uh, like him playing a point guard and then getting bigger was just like, I can move like the way guys yeah. that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a big uh, advantage for like, for guys like that. Yeah. Same yeah, know, to grow like nine inches. Yeah. Pippen, yeah. Six crazy. one and he graduated high school. Nobody was, he's like, whatever, you know, this guy's too small. Shout out to be one of the best defensive players of all time. One yeah. of the best players of all time, probably as well. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, even without Jordan, they got back to the championship. So yeah, and that Dude, was all Pippen. I, Pippen was insane. Pippen was, was good. so he good. Was insane. He was a baller. Uh, I know you're not a big Clemson Tiger fan, but I got to shout out my boy Hunter Renfro. That dude, really good player. Yeah, Velcro on his went from, hands. Went from yeah, went from a walk on 150 pound wide receiver to is, did he get drafted? I'm guessing he did. I would imagine. I feel like he yeah, did. I think he had to have. He was. He turned he, out to be one of the better receivers in college football, especially mm-hmm. in that Clemson system. Yeah, yeah. It, safeties can't cover him in the slot. He's like a Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft wet dream. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He's going to fill him in right behind Danny Amendola. I guess Amendola's not there anymore, but right behind uh-huh. uh, Edelman. Uh-huh. Going to fill the, the shoes of the West. Did Welkers he go to the Patriots? Of, of the past. I, I would not be surprised. Actually. I mean, like that's just a classic Patriots draft pick. A uh, couple more. Obviously, Baker Mayfield. Everybody knows that story. That fucker. Yeah. What's you guys' uh, policy on curse words? Oh, we you cuss. Fuck shit. All right, cool. Ass, fuck that bitch. guy. Yeah. Oh, Renfro went to the went to the Raiders. There you go. That is <laughs> not what I would have no, expected. Definitely not a Raiders. Okay, this is John John Gruden's Raiders. Yeah, yeah. John Gruden's. Uh, and then one I want to touch on as well, uh, Mark Titus. He was a walk on at Ohio State basketball team, and he uh, actually created this uh, this. I guess it's kind of a challenge uh, championship. Basically, it's called Club Trillion. Have you heard of this? No, I love so this. Basically, he uh, he wanted to create this like league for the most irrelevant, most the least impactful player in Division One college basketball, much like he was basically. And so every time Mark Titus got on the court, registered minutes in a game, and had literally zero other stats, he would get a trillion. And so what he did was he started this where any it wasn't just walk-ons; it was any any Division One basketball player was eligible. They just had to sign up on his website. You, you, you registered, and then they would take the box scores from ESPN, 
And so if you if you registered a minute in a game and did not contribute anything else, you got a trillion. And the player with the most trillions at the end of the season, including postseason, including NIT, NCAA tournament, everything, uh, was the club trillionaire champion. And they got this giant uh, championship belt, like WWE-style belt. And my good friend Stuart Cooper was the champion one year. I no think way. Seen, I think I've sent you the picture of that belt before. I, I vaguely remember you telling me about this. So, yeah. so if you grab a board, that's not a trillion. Exactly. You it's got to be. It's got to be like one. You pass it to somebody. He makes a jump shot. You fucking beat his ass. It's not a trillion. It's yeah, you're trillion. pissing that guy. You've got you've got minutes played, and then you've got just a bunch of zeros. Yeah. You know, you got trillions. <laughs> exactly. So, oh, yeah. that's what that's where it's from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's, yeah, it's like it doesn't really nine matter zeros. How, it doesn't nine matter zero, yeah. what that first number is, as long as it's more than zero. You're so a trillion. Like, even if you played less than thirty seconds, you get a zero plus, and that'd be a zero plus trillion. Okay. If you played four minutes, you get a four trillion that game. It still only counts as one. Oh, oh, it only counts as one. Oh, I feel like it should count as four. If you're out there for four minutes and you don't do shit, so I would agree. So that's the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker is the amount of minutes played and not contributing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he just wanted the most irrelevant, the least impactful player on the court. Weren't uh, you saying that uh, one of the coaches was like in on this? So, with, from what I understand, I don't know if this is true or not. My, yeah. my friend Stewart was telling me that towards the end, Roy Williams was actually kind of on in his camp. You know, he was leading the the league in trillions for a while, and uh, they kind of wanted to, to finish it out. And obviously, when those guys are getting into the game. It's pretty well out of hand at that point. So, you know, maybe you can pass the ball. If Stuart touches it, he passes it. He said, you better pass it three more times before anybody else shoots. <laughs> right, right, yeah. The ball comes to him. He's, I mean, Stuart was probably one of the bigger walk-ons as well, and him not boxing out, I mean, <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I yeah, he's like dogging it at points probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think he was actually probably trying, but uh, it doesn't come easy for those guys, I guess. Yeah. He was part of that. I don't know if anybody was aware of them, but the, the group of walk-ons – when there was like Harrison Barnes and John Henson and those guys on Carolina, the group of walk-ons, they uh, referred to themselves as Blue Steel. Pretty funny guys. Uh, yeah. They send out tweets like, yeah, I got a little bit too much sun today. I hope the game doesn't get too physical tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or they're sitting on the end of the benches. Um, that's all I got. What do you have, Michael? Well, the notable guy I wanted to make mention of was Joe Thomas Sr. He's the oldest walk-on at 55. What? Years of age. Uh, so... There are exemptions you can get from the NCAA. I, the NCAA is such a great organization to yeah. allow for these exemptions. Yeah, so nice they're about. so understanding and accommodating. And transparent. Oh, so transparent. Uh, but Joe Thomas Sr. had his sons playing on the team. They played for uh, South Carolina. And his like big dream was to play in uh, college, college football. Got it. Got three yards. Um, they gave him a carry? They gave him a carry. Against Savannah I didn't, State, I thought they just let him dress out, and then he got ripped. He's five, he got ripped in. No, no, he fifty-five-year-old guy out there slamming with with nineteen-year-old kids. That's like a, a walking yeah leg injury, right? And there. it was on senior day. I mean, I, I guess he must have been pretty fit. So he, so he said it was the happiest day of his life. Super Good for that guy, day. Senior citizen day. So he didn't get ripped in half like Marty and not another team movie. <laughs> hey, Marty <laughs> scored that touchdown though. He did, dude. Marty scored that touchdown. Looking at pictures of this guy, he is not getting ripped in half. He's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. Joe Thomas like that Sr. old man strength, yeah. He's got that dad strength. He's got two kids on the football team. Yeah. He had to have some dad strength. Well, and then his sons went uh, once playing for the – or was on the Packers. Okay. Yeah. All right. By the way, that was funny. It's um, kind of bizarre that he had two kids playing college football, and he he never did. I think I think back More to the exemption. Circumstances for – Yeah, I should have looked that up. Uh, <laughs> that's not what we're about That's here, not Michael. what we're about. Yeah. 55 years old. <laughs> for that guy. Did I mention his age? Did I mention the only thing you need to know? Uh, I think that's all I have about walk-ons. Yeah, no, I mean. 
There's a lot of J.J. Watt. There's my list. Antonio Brown. I think I've said everybody I have written down here. Oh yeah, Antonio Clay Matthews. Brown. I believe was also a walk really? on. Really? Yeah. Wow. A lot of guys that I, you know you wouldn't think because they made such an impact in the league. Uh, Brett Gardner for the uh, for the Yankees. I think walked on okay. the baseball college baseball team. God, college baseball is so weird though. Yeah, I could see people walking on baseball more than walking on. Joseph Daniel team. walked on the Georgia baseball team for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Billy Hendricks. Club team, I believe. Club. Okay. Yeah. What's up, uh, Billy? Still impressive. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, that's walk-ons. Those are walk-ons. All right. All right. So, are we on to me? Yeah, we're going to go to you. And I, I think you've, you've listened to enough episodes, but just to be clear, you're going to say, you're going to ask us a question, and then we're going to get right into it. Yeah, I know this part. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Michael 1 and Michael 2, what do you guys know about MC Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> Equals MC Hammer is that what it was? <laughs> that's, uh, that's what he was talking about. Yeah, lo- great pants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, MC Hammer yeah. pants. God, was God parachute pants. Parachute pants. Okay. I. It took me a second to bring it back, but like too legit to quit. Great fucking song. Too legit. Too legit. Too, too legit to quit. Yeah, no, that song's that song rips. Oh, you yeah. had that move where um, you would just shuffle from side to side. I, so on that point. On that point, just quickly, because um, I didn't know where to fit this in. BET recently ranked him their 705th best dancer of all time. <laughs> How shocking is that? How big that, is this list? Yeah, that's, seriously, that's insane. That he would be 705. He's what? not even in the top hundred. I'm gonna, I'm gonna write him about it. Yeah, yeah. 705th. 705th. Right, you guys keep going with what you know about. Well, I, mean, I need a second to comprehend. Yeah, this. hold on. Yeah. That's a, that's mind blowing. It's almost like BET is like trying to send him as far down the list as they can. It's almost like They're a trying joke. trying to kill him. It's a That's joke. That's worse than just not including him. They're trying to give him a heart attack. Could, you, could you imagine being MC Hammer and pulling that up? Right. That's kind of bullshit. Uh, I, thought I, I felt like he was like a, a transformative dancer. Yeah, man. He definitely, I mean, he kind of was kind of an icon, I would imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Everybody I remember kind of on uh, Arsenio. I think he had a good a good... Been off Arsenio. He was definitely in boys with you're Arsenio. Big, you're a big Arsenio Hall fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> remember, dude, I remember that bit on Arsenio. <laughs> I'm a big Arsenio fan hey. for sure, just because of coming to America. I was, oh, more yeah. a, I was more of a fan of the spoof of Carsenio. I was a, like a meld of Johnny Carsenio. Carsenio Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have been uh, a really good show. Uh, give us some more. Give us some more facts. Some All right, so MC Hammer, aka Stanley Kirk Burrow. I uh, grew up in the projects of Oakland. All right. A big family, like eight brothers and sisters. Um, and actually grew up a, uh, a an avid baseball player right. and baseball fan. Um, actually got a tryout with the San Francisco Giants out of high school. Damn. And I don't know if he'd made it that far. And, and I don't know if it had something to do with his connections with the o- Oakland Athletics that he got the tryout. But apparently he was a good high school player. Didn't make it. Yeah. But a big baseball fan. Um, and actually worked for the athletics when he was like 12, him and his cousin. His cousin was the bat boy. And uh, Burrell Hammer um, <laughs> was actually, he worked for the uh, GM. No, 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 for the owner. Okay. Sorry, for the, the owner, owner of the athlete, of the athletics who yeah. lived in Chicago at the time. They called him an absentee owner. Um, and he would call little MC Hammer during the games, and MC Hammer would give him play-by-play. Really? He'd be like down on the field, give him play-by-play. He knew the players. Reggie Jackson was on the Athletics at that time. MC Hammer got his nickname Hammer from Reggie Jackson. What? Who said he looked like Hank Aaron. Okay. Really? Whose nickname was, was Hammer Michael's. and Hank. Hammer and Hank. Yeah. That's where Hammer came from. Interesting. Pretty yeah. cool. 
Yeah. I like that if he got I like that he didn't just come up with it. No. Well, some you, you stupid can't. producer just being like MC Hammer. Yeah. Like, no. I just assumed he had a giant dong. <laughs> well, I, I mean, so did I. I mean, hog. it's not mutually exclusive. He might. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he does. But you can see it flopping around in those parachutes. I mean, Reggie Jackson <laughs> gave him his. <laughs> well, so yeah, that's my that's my question of. Uh, he went from tight pants and baseball to then just. I don't want to be anything like baseball. I'm going to go super super saggy. Yeah. yeah. And dance yeah, around yeah. in these. Yeah, yeah. So he actually did that as a kid. Uh huh. Got his commercial career. He was doing a lot of dancing uh, in like Oakland clubs. Not very good though, apparently. No, he was killing it. Seven, number 700. 705, <laughs> yeah. So he uh, got his commercial career off the ground with a $20,000 loan from a couple of athletics players. Oh, wow. So it really so was, was like tight with the team there. baseball to parachute pants to the 705th best dancer of all time. It's just like they write about. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah. storybook ending. And so, obviously, one of the things that that people think about when they think of him is is it, him wasting a ton of money, him wasting right. his fortune. fortune yeah. And uh, there's a lot of stories about him rolling into clubs in Oakland and San Francisco and wherever, wherever he was playing with an entourage of over a hundred people. <laughs> and he really didn't he didn't keep any of them in check. Um, Just let him run wild. Yeah, and, and it's it's kind of a tragic story because he's he, he was just a really generous guy. He wanted to take care of his people. He mm-hmm. wanted to give people you know something that they hadn't had before. And uh, I think his fortune of like fifty million dollars, you know, was spent up in the matter of like you know two years. Yeah. And then he owed all these back taxes. He was like yeah. twenty million in debt all of a sudden. So. Um, that's kind of what happened to him after he hit it big in the in the nineties, and I've kind of skipped over his whole you know music. Um, well, we can get back there. to that, but didn't he? I mean, I feel like he had a little resurgence, probably having trying to pay off some stuff. He was in some commercials not long ago. I feel like right for yes. Do you, do you know what they were for? So he kind of reinvented himself. He was saved. Okay. Um, he he became an ordained pastor. Really? And started a morning show called MC Hammer and Friends about, <laughs> <laughs> about his ministry. Um, and I love that he still used the name. MC yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, once, reverend or anything? Yeah, well, and once you got that kind of name recognition, you got to roll with it. You got to. Um, so, yeah, he was saved. Um, and I don't know what his tax situation is today, but I I think he did make a little bit of a renaissance. You know, yeah. did some commercials, has this little show. Mm-hmm. So I think he's doing better now. But um, very interesting, much more interesting than I than I would have imagined. Yeah. It's just his story. Yeah, I had no idea about the, the, the youth part of that growing up in the, the Bay Area and yeah. that whole connection to the athletics yeah. giants and everything like that. That's yeah, pretty yeah. sweet. Oh, and one cool note on his uh, music career that I didn't know. He was uh, a part of Suge Knight's uh, Death Row Records. Really? He was in there with like Tupac and, and What Snoop year and did guys. MC Hammer make it big? Do you know? Like, what was that um, like? Early 90s. Early 90s. Early right? 90s. I, I want to say he dropped an album in like 89, but I think his first big one was maybe 91. That 20 grand went to that first album. Yeah, and I think, I think the first one that was really big was... Um, Hammer don't hit him with it or something mm. like that, and I think that's. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to say that had too legit to quit on it. Um, those are the songs that that you would recognize. Stop hammer this. time. Oh, I mean yeah. you can't touch this. I mean yeah, that song is awesome. Right. Yeah, you can't touch this. Can't touch this. Damn. He was actually. Do uh, you remember that that YouTube video, uh, the evolution of dance? No, that one guy, yeah, that one yeah. guy does dance moves throughout the eras. Yeah, uh, well, he had to, he had a shout out in that the, that weird bald white guy in the YouTube video did his dance from "You Can't Touch This." I mean, you better do MC Hammer for sure. I, the that I think that's completely disrespectful from BET. 
Yeah. Call him 705th. That being said, I haven't seen the list. Maybe there are 704 better dancers than him. There's no yeah. way. I couldn't name. I mean, I'm also just a random white dude, but that's what I was gonna say. I think his three <laughs> white dudes are pretty sick dance moves. Hey, I don't know if we're in the demo for to ask about dance moves, but I can't believe this. This is a <laughs> well. I think maybe you get a little bit of an idea of who was really paying for MC Hammer's albums back in the day. Yeah, you know. Yeah, might, might have been us. Yeah, but no, I don't. I, I don't think he had like a following like Prince did, obviously. But I mean, he had yeah. he had a good number of people like MC Hammer. What was yeah. it? Top thousand dancers of all time? Because if it's Probably. top ten thousand, it's not that bad. Maybe it was the top seven hundred five. That's just, just the first one. Face. Yeah. If you're MC Hammer, would you want to be number seven hundred five on a list of a thousand, or just not be included? Not be included. I think so too. Absolutely. Because if yeah. you're not on the list, it, it automatically negates it. Right. I mean, yeah, it doesn't get. If I'm not on the list, then it's not a real list, right? But if you put me at 705, shit, (laughs) you've considered me. Yeah, I mean, that means forgot. That that means in my bracket, I just kept going up against people, and I just kept losing to uh, the backup dancers from (laughs) the Chantrelines. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. So that's kind of that's kind of what I got in my prepared notes. Oh, I, I like, like it. I, I like MC it. Hammer. Yeah, that's that's interesting stuff to know for sure. Um, I've got MC Hammer. I have too legit to quit on a couple of mixes that I like just kind of add to over the years, and then I'll go listen to when I go into work workout and I'll just shuffle play. And then when too legit to quit comes on, those legs just start moving. Oh, sends me to another level. Treadmill going up. Oh yeah. Too legit to ten quit. miles an hour. <laughs> oh, I start at ten. This goes to eleven. No way. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, Sprints. Uh, <laughs> What else? Anybody else have anything to add? Right on. Well, I think we had a... <laughs> I feel like I killed the flow here. <laughs> no, that was, it was good. great. Wait, well, that, that, it's all good. There's always dead air on this show. Uh-huh. We have to figure out how we're going to fill it. Mm. Yeah, uh, that's how it goes. It's contrived, so we've got to contrive right. this. Uh, let yeah, me make yeah. up what I'm going to say next. One second. All right. Sign off with this. This is the sign off for this episode. No. Uh, Sam, thanks for joining us. Thought you did a very good job. Yeah, boy, appreciate it. Sam, yeah, I think appreciate. we're gonna have you back. I think so, dude. Have me back. I can only Definitely speak for myself here, but I'd say you passed the tryout. Okay. Uh, anytime you're in town, you wanna join the the pod? Okay. Invite from me for sure. I want to say one oh, more yeah. funny thing, and we can edit this out if it doesn't come off. But uh, I was making the joke, which is a really funny joke. I thought that we had when we were at Georgia, which is that some of these South Georgia kids, I mean, great kids, love these kids, but uh, they're from a different place. And they would say things like, um, talking about Chick-fil-A or Walmart, they would like add an S on the end of it. Like it was owned by whatever it was called. So they'd be like, oh, you going to Chick-fil-A's? I'm going to stop by Walmart's. And walk-ons, the restaurant walk-ons, had this asinine apostrophe in it. It was walk-on apostrophe S. I do remember talking about this now. Like it was owned by a single guy named Walk-on. So I I was making the joke like, oh, I'm going to my buddy buddy Walk-on's restaurant. Yeah. I just thought that was just a, a yeah. ridiculous apostrophe. No, I remember being in a Florida State chat about this. Yeah, and they're dude, talking oh, about Michael, it. you were at that game. You came and watched that game, the bowl game, at the FSU bar. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. We, so walk-ons. Walk-ons. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. That's I was there. I a agree. funny I know, South Georgia I exactly what you're talking about with that, that added S and other things. Yeah. Going over to Kroger's. <laughs> Pick up some food at Kroger's. <laughs> Man, that guy last year, they won states. Mr. Yeah. Kroger. State S T A T E apostrophe S. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode, episode number 10. We've done 10. We're in double digits now. Two hands. Well, we've been on two hands. We're almost have to start going to our toes. Start counting on our toes next time. Impressive. Yeah. We've made it this far with little to no funding. Yeah. Very little. And little to no funding. Very little talent. Yeah. Very little. Uh, everybody have a great fourth. We will see you next week.